Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Literati Podcast. We are so, so excited to have you here and to have you listening to this wonderful episode. I, once again, am Colin, and this is my co-host, Mike. Uh, <laughs> Michael, what the hell are you doing, buddy? One, one second, Colin. I'm almost done. Michael, not one second. I need you here with me, okay? Where the show started, I need you to help me host this thing. Just, what just, are you doing? Just stole for one second, okay? I am moments away from finishing writing my autobiography. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll stall, but in the future, can you not tell me on mic to stall? Because now the audience is going to know that that's what I'm doing. No, 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 we'll take that out. Come on, you got this, buddy. Just be confident. Uh, so, uh, people, people like... Uh, uh, audiobooks or yes, yes, people God, like uh, so oh, uh, Kindle? Word. Anyone uh, listen to or, uh, read on their yes, Kindle? Yes, is that uh, what? Oh uh, my God, you're is that no one? Uh, I guess you guys can't and answer me because you're just the age of 135. I died the way I lived in my cryogenic life support tube covered in money. The end. Ah, and sent. Hi, everyone. My name is Michael, and I'm so excited to have you all listening to the Literati Podcast today. Yeah, I already told them all of that. Oh, really? Uh, I'm sorry, I was lost in my own brilliance. Were you, in your autobiography, writing about your own death? Oh, you picked up on that. Yeah, that was sort of a subtle theme. The poignant and touching end to a classic hero's journey. But how is that possible? How do you know how you're going to die? I mean, honestly, it was just a coin toss between that death or being torn apart by my many, many children. You know what? If I'm wrong, who cares? <laughs> I'll be dead. Not my problem. That is some fantastic advice for anyone planning on writing their own autobiography. Any listeners out there thinking about writing an autobiography, that's what you need to be doing. Take mm -hmm. a page out of this man's book. Yeah, but not that page, okay? Because I'm uh, still working on it. <laughs> okay, yeah, please don't do that. Uh, and we're going to have plenty more insider tips that you can learn when you tune in every time and listen to us on the Literati podcast as we spout knowledge we are expert readers, we are expert writers, and we are figureheads in the worldwide book scene. <laughs> I mean, do you need proof? My middle name is Dewey Decimal System. And I once went down on Annie Dillard. Or as she called it, I was a pilgrim at her Tinker Creek. <laughs> and if you don't get that hilarious joke, don't worry, that's why you're listening. Exactly. So today's podcast is full of... Pilgrim at Tinker Creek is a novel by Annie Dillard detailing an unnamed narrator's explorations and musings on nature and life. 
Great. So I just okay. wanted to give you a little bit of backstory so you did get it because that would be a shame if you missed it. Yes, they know. Okay, great. So we have an amazing author to entertain you with their words. And we're here to edutain you with such fun things as facts and lessons. Today we wanted to talk to you a little bit about integrated marketing in books and novels. A.K.A. how to make a profit while making art. Because it's no secret that the publishing industry is dying. And yeah. print media all around is slowly going the way of the buffalo. People just aren't reading anymore, which is part of why we do this podcast, to inspire people to read again. Yeah, if we can just get one kid to pick up a book and instead of stuffing it into his enemy's tailpipe, to read it. Yeah, but that's long-term, okay? Publishers can't just wait around for two semi-literate idiots to reinvigorate a nation's love of reading. They need short-term money-making solutions. Mm. How do they do that? Mm -hmm. Advertising. Absolutely. So Michael and I temp at Penguin, and we are product placement coordinators there. And we go through novels, and we try to find areas in these classic works of literature for product market integration. And, uh, you know, they do it all the time in TV and movies. Yeah, so why not do it in books? And one thing that we just want to make clear is that art comes first. Oh, absolutely. We don't want to do anything that would take away from the author's vision. Yeah, you know? and I, that being said, there are ways to sort of seamlessly work in some great plugs absolutely. for awesome products that honestly can really help your absolutely. life. Absolutely, and you know, we see us all the time in TV and movies. You know, Will Smith, he wears the Ray-Bans in Men in Black. Daniel Craig wears a Rolex in James Bond. Johnny Depp eats Goya beans all the time mm-hmm. in uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean. We're not even sure if he's sponsored. Yeah. We actually think he might just have a yeah. medical condition. So we wanted to do that with novels. Have Tom Sawyer drinking Gatorade throughout the novel. Yeah, yeah. or you could have Harry Potter just maybe using a fleshlight. In Moby Dick, instead of a great white whale, why not make it a pair of Nikes that Captain Ahab is chasing? And, you know, uh, Treasure Island... Smart Water Island. Hey, that's not a bad. Idea. That one's for free. Yeah, Three Musketeers. They got one. That one, right? Yeah, they got yeah we one. don't need to touch yeah. that one. So we wanted to give you some more examples of ways to integrate marketing into your books. Yeah. So the first example we'll give you uh, from 1984 by George Orwell. The opening line: "It was a bright, cold day in April. The clocks were striking 13." Now, if we want to just use a little product marketing integration, we could could be something like. It was a bright, cold day in April, colder than an ice-cold Budweiser, and the Apple Watches were striking 13. You don't lose anything. You still, there's a 13 now on a watch, I think is the main thing he's trying to get across. It's It's the future. military time. Exactly. Yeah, I really like it. If I was to change one thing, I'd probably change it from bright, cold day in April to a hot, sunny day in June in Cabo, and everybody's wearing Bermuda shorts. (laughs) You do love Cabo. Yeah. How was your vacation to Cabo? It was tough. Yeah? I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. Um, I was supposed to be staying at a villa um, that was full of wildlife and nature and monkeys. Mm-hmm. Um, turned out the monkeys were pretty mad that I was there. Oh, no. Something you did to anger the monkeys? or Yeah, I dressed them up like my family. But hey, it's your vacation. I don't know why they're... Yeah, and honestly, such a uh, oh, now you've got capris on? You look You're cool. welcome. Yeah, you look cool. Whatever. Uh, anyway, do you, do you have a, an example? Here's another example. Lolita by Vladimir Nabokov. Now, originally, a line from this would read, Lolita, light of my life, fire of my loins. That's not bad, but let's see if we can't get a sponsor to spice it up. 
Lolita, light of my life, fire of my loins, whipped cream on my Starbucks venti cherry blossom frappuccino. Hey, See, anybody no, I else like that thirsty? a lot better. Yeah. And it's subtle, you know? It's, I would hardly notice. Yeah. If anything, now I just kind of want a cherry blossom frappuccino. Exactly. And you don't know why, mm-hmm. but you do. This next example is Anna Karenina by Leo Tolstoy. The original opening line from the novel is, Happy families are all alike. Every unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. Now, if you wanted to make a little money, get a product in there very subtly, it could be something as easy as this. Happy families are all alike. Every unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. Olive Garden, when you're here, you're family. Herman Melville wrote Moby Dick with an opening line, Call Me Ishmael. Kind of boring. I think we can spice it up. Bam, call me Burger King. That's perfect. I want to read the rest of that book. I do too. What a cool character. He's a a king. Yeah, I love royalty. Portrait of an Artist as a Young Man by James Joyce. Opening line, original. Once upon a time, and a very good time it was, there was a moo cow coming down along the road, and this moo cow that was coming down along the road met a nicen little boy named Baby Tuco. The product placement version. Once upon a time, and a very good time it was, there was a Kia Sorento coming down along the road, and this sleek black Kia Sorento that was coming down along the road met a nice and little boy named Baby Tuco. See? So much better. Yeah. The details pop. And oh. I'd even say we could change little boy named Baby Tuco to little boy named, I don't know, Neko Wafer. The rhythm, the sound of it, mm-hmm. it's the same. I'd say it's better it's because better. Baby Tuco's dumb. Yeah. Let me hit him with another one. The Sound and the Fury by William Faulkner. Now, originally, this started with, through the fence, between the curling flower spaces, I could see them hitting. Sure, let's spice it up. Through the fence, between the curling flower spaces, both purchased at the Home Depot. Let's start building. I could see them hitting. The Stranger by Albert Camus. The original, Mother Died Today. Yikes. Product placement version, Got Milk. Mm. That's a good way to start a book. Mrs. Dalloway by Virginia Woolf. Original, Mrs. Dalloway said she would buy the flowers herself. Product placement version. Mrs. Dalloway said she would buy the MacBook Pro and the Bacardi and the Jimmy Dean breakfast biscuit sandwiches and the Yamaha motorcycle and the MeUndies and the Coke Zeros herself. I've won from Slaughterhouse Five by Kurt Vonnegut. Oh, one of my favorites. Abs- he's fantastic. Uh, the original. All this happened, more or less. Product placement version. All this happened, more or less, at Outback Steakhouse. The Old Man in the Sea by Ernest Hemingway. Originally, he was an old man who fished alone in a skiff in the Gulf Stream, and he had gone 84 days now without taking a fish. Product placement version, he was a young cool man dressed head to toe in Tommy Bahama gear. I think that works a lot better. The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Original, in my younger and more vulnerable years, my father gave me some advice that I've been turning over in my mind ever since. Product placement version, In my younger and more vulnerable years, my father gave me some advice that I've been turning over in my mind ever since. That advice was buy a Dodge Durango. So I did. I bought a Dodge Durango. It was good advice. Babbitt by Sinclair Lewis. Original, the towers of Zenith aspired above the morning mist, austere towers of steel and cement and limestone, sturdy as cliffs and delicate as silver rods. Product placement version, the Hilton Hotel aspired above the morning mist, austere towers of steel and cement and limestone, sturdy as Ford trucks and delicate as Nissan Sentras. Also, complimentary continental breakfast every day until 9 a.m. 
See, I think it works. And that's just a fun way yeah. to kind of, whatever writing you're doing, whether you're writing a classic or you're writing a new bad exactly. book. Exactly. You can just, take, yeah, exactly. It can be classic, can be modern bad, you know, but you can also, there's additional, these are just some ways you can do this. You could also, I think they could take out full page ads like they do in magazines. Exactly. You know? Or carve out a hundred or 200 pages and put a free sample of jelly beans in there. Exactly. You know, uh, why, why not make it Finnegan's Wake presented by Carl's Jr.? Right on the cover, you know? There's I'm, just ways, there's just a lot of ways you gotta just think outside the box. I'm working on my newest novel called Forever a Boy, and I actually sold some of the cover space. So it's mostly a black and white photo of me, uh, but then there's also a Chuck E. Cheese mouse right behind me, at slightly out of focus. Now that's smart. You know, a picture's worth a thousand words, yeah. and this picture was actually worth $6,000. I got made yeah, six, six yeah. Gs. People get too caught up on like, how many words a picture can be worth. But what I want to know is, how much money is that picture worth? That's what I want to know. This is money. Yeah. We have a wonderful reader with us. So excited for this. Reading a fantastic selection, a really kind of interesting way to play with form. Yeah. I think you'll be able to take away a lot. It feels very sort of, personal. Yeah, but also very obfuscated. Yeah. And... We got this manuscript in a really fun way. A lot of times you write a book and maybe putting it through the normal ranks of publishing isn't the right thing for your work. And you have to maybe have a viral campaign. Yeah, you got to do what's right for you. Not not everyone has these uh, platforms like uh, publishers, publishing houses, sort of like me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really have that you platform. You sidestep them to do different yeah. or no things. Yeah. So this writer uh, writes under the pen name Inmate 056-297-1805. And we got their writing through a letter in the mail. I mean, that's hard work right there, just sending something out. Where do you even get stamps these days? Honestly, I don't know. And it was addressed to parole officer. And we found it and we thought, this is fun. This is exciting. And it was really groundbreaking what, yeah, it's, work. It's, yeah, it seemed like a very interesting relationship she was trying to create between the writer and the reader. Oh, you're an inmate, bunch of numbers, and we're the parole officer. It's like, okay, all right, I get it. Yeah, something fun is happening. And it's a just kind of lighthearted, kicky, um, fun thing that I, I think also if you have kids, they should probably, there's a lot of um, child specifics, and I think, and I kids think would enjoy really it. Kids appreciate like hearing uh, stories about yeah, them. Stories about them, yeah. So without further ado, please enjoy. Inmate zero five six two nine seven eighteen zero five. I'm here today to set the record straight. There are a lot of rumors floating around about me, about what happened, about what I did. The media has made me out to be quite the monster. I am not a monster. I am a human being with complex needs and desires. And just because my desires deviate from what society deems acceptable does not mean I deserve to be outcast. Do you know what it's like to go through life ignoring a basic human need? Suppressing your desires and urges in fear of being condemned by people who simply don't understand them? I didn't choose to be this way. And I don't deserve to be chastised for the things I like. She started this, you know. Everything was consensual. If there's any victim here, it's me. She saw my weaknesses and she preyed upon them. People say she was naive, that she was too young to know what she was doing. But nothing could be further from the truth. She knew exactly what she was doing. When she'd let her blouse slide off her shoulder as she flung her backpack on. When she'd lick her lips after taking a sip of soda. 
when she'd rest her head on my lap after a long day at the park. Don't tell me that was not intentional. She was a master manipulator, and she had me right where she wanted me. I'll never forget the first time she kissed me. I had picked her up from school to see a movie, and on our way to the theater, we passed an ice cream parlor. I know how much she loves sweets, so I thought I would surprise her. I turned into the parking lot, and I saw her face light up. When we went inside, she grabbed my hand as we walked towards the counter. She ordered a large scoop of vanilla. I didn't get anything because I don't care for sweets. Once we were back in the car, she thanked me for the ice cream, and she threw her arms around me and pressed her lips to my cheek. My heart stopped. Here she was, throwing herself at me, finally breaking the tension, letting me know that it was okay. We both wanted the same thing. Despite the whirlwind of emotions I was experiencing within me, outwardly I remained calm. I even reprimanded her for kissing me without wiping the ice cream off from around her lips. The years that followed were the best years of my life. I was no longer constraining myself, pretending to be someone I'm not. I felt like I was finally free, but in the eyes of the law, I was a criminal. I don't expect the police, or the judge, the media, or the public to understand our relationship. I don't care what they think. I don't regret anything. The love we shared was real. I have never, and I will never, love anyone as much as I loved her. Now the reason I'm sitting before you today, the events that transpired on that fateful night, were an accident. People make mistakes. I am a passionate person, and sometimes passion consumes me. I will never forgive myself for what I did. It was not my intention to hurt her. Believe me, I only wanted what was best for her. The only thing I am guilty of is loving too deeply. Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. I have a something kind of just stuck out at me there. Seemed kind of strange. You said you don't care for sweets? Yeah, what? You don't like sweets Come at on. all? Come no. on. You got to be kidding me. No, I don't like seasoning on my food. I don't like any extremes. I'm a big fan of Soylent. So you're just like a right down the middle of the road sort of person. Water is my favorite flavor. What the heck? What about getting some crystal light in there? No, that's sweet. Wow, now you and I could not be... This is why I love having guests with cool perspectives. Because me, I'll put sprinkles on my gosh darn toast, you know? I love what I call the finer things. I'm not really allowed to have nice things anymore. Oh, the God. food is very bland where I, I live. I envy that life so much, you know? Just that minimalist lifestyle. The routine is nice. Yeah. I mean, me, I, I I was once told, make your bed every day. It's a good start to a morning. Uh, Yeah, you should see my sheets on the floor. <laughs> Come on. I don't have to make a bed and I don't have sheets. They gave me sheets and I folded them up and I put them in the corner. 
And I said, these will be saved for a special occasion. Oh, so you, you're, you you're sleep saving your sheetless. sheets? Mm-hmm. I sleep sheetless. Wow. Damn, now that's cool. I'd get, I'd get cold. It's like a, like a monk or something. Like a, yes, like, I consider myself to be very much like a monk. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Very focused, singular mindset. Very yeah. focused. Don't need any frills. Now, I, I had a question. I'm not sure how we should refer to you. You know, if it's by your name, because you kind of yeah, came to us. You didn't give us a name when you. I don't have a name anymore. We kept. Uh, we kept. I right. have a number. That's what, like Prince. Yeah, I kept trying to shake your hand, say it's nice to meet you, and then I would like sort of lean in and give a pause, waiting for you to say your name, and you never, never. Well, said you anything. never asked for it. Yeah, I was trying to infer that I wanted to know it, but. Mm-hmm. And I was in the corner just doing curtsies, <laughs> waiting for something back. My name now. Mm-hmm. Is inmate number zero five six two nine seven eighteen zero five. Uh, sorry, zero, five, I'm not. Six, uh, two, you're gonna nine, have to seven. repeat that for for me. Sorry, I'm just gonna call you inmate oh five. That's fine. That's the year that uh, she graduated. Oh wow, oh, great. Um, yeah, it seemed like that was a major theme in the writing. Was this character of she? Yeah, she's not a character. She's a person. Yeah, well, yeah, well cool I mean, how... it felt like a person. Yeah, yeah like uh, your writing was so just, evocative. Yeah, exactly. It was just like, wow, this is like a real thing that could have happened. It, what a bone chilling tale. Yeah, it did happen. It did happen. No, based on true events. No, that was that's my story. Hmm. Yeah, it was a, a, a great, great story. story, a great piece of fiction. I love it's it. It's not fiction. It, you know, it's Colin not... has a series, uh, Dog Boy. Oh yes, and those sometimes they're so descriptive the way you write. I don't them. Like, like animals, this. and I don't care about your stories about animals. Well, I mean, you haven't read it yet. I think. Hey, you should can give I tell you something? Chance. I don't really like them either. I was just kind of saying that because when I that see tough day. when Michael, I you, sorry, you I'm talking like, to uh, inmate 05. When I was still out in the world, yeah, and I would see people with dogs, mm-hmm. I cringed. People investing in animals and an animal that doesn't know how to empathize an animal that doesn't know how to care an animal that isn't incapable of connecting and here here are people throwing themselves at these animals yeah you're more of a cat person no i'm not an animal person what about like a hermit crab no nothing i have i don't want to take care of anything other than me and her and now i can't take care of anyone other than myself oh yeah does she not visit much in prison she's not allowed to Probably like an hours thing. Like she's probably in college and she's got to study. She's not in school. She's I don't know where she is well, she now. Graduated, she's in so a she's special. She's like, would she get a good, a good job or something? After I don't. She I don't know. There, I have not been allowed to contact her. Well, you know, I don't want to well, overstep not, my bounds, but we a, actually have a lot of great connections. Maybe we can help you find her. I mean, I would they, love they, to they help also, you they, out. Do you know anyone they, involved in the witness protection program? Uh, only my family. But I also know that like, you're usually not allowed to make calls during uh, business hours, so her, her boss is probably just pretty strict about taking phone calls I'd, during business hours. I get so one phone week. call a week, and every week I use that phone call what, to call directory assistance what, uh, and try to find her. What phone plan do you have? Do you have like a... Yeah, you got to get more minutes. Yeah, you got to get more minutes. No, it's a... Maybe like a family it's a toll, plan or something? A phone booth, uh-huh. and we're allowed to make... 15-minute oh, calls. Is that the it's new so iPhone? retro. Phone booth? Is that the new iPhone? No. It's the, it's the phone with the receiver on one end, and you hold the other part to your ear, and there's a metal wire connecting them. Oh, like the thing that made Clark Kent famous. 
Who? He'd go in Clark Kent, and he'd go into it, and then he'd get fam- he'd become yeah. that famous guy. And the thing that made Colin Farrell famous, Farrell, uh, Farrell, Farrell, Colin phone booth. Farrell. Yeah, that yeah. really cool movie where he spent the whole time in the phone booth. Yeah, I had a Samsung Galaxy 4S, and the screen was so large, and I was just I found myself living through that and not seeing the world around me. Every day I'd walk through the park, but would I smell the trees? No. Would I stop and pet the little kids? No. Would I talk to the ch- man smelling churro? <laughs> Are you all right? Was it the smelling Churros. the trees? No, I think it was the smelling the trees. Yeah. Is that what got? You, you know, right? we'll send you an air freshener. No. Do you have any anything with her scent on it? Um, is that an no? Old, the Samsung like shirt? Calvin Klein. I got thing? rid of the Samsung because basically what happened was I met a woman on the Space Needle, and we were going to meet back up in a year. And then my phone. I was too invested in my work, so I threw my phone into a river. And now I'm free. You're never you're never really free when you're in love. Yeah, no, that's a good or point. Or in prison. Or in prison, no. Yeah. Those I, are the two literally, things that can trap you. Love yeah. and a prison. Literally. And like one of those laser grids that, that rich you have people to move put through. Around. Yeah, you have to dodge through them. Mm-hmm. I would love, that's my favorite workout. I used to have one of those in my house. Really? So I would love I to hear about- I got stuck in a bank safe once. Really? Inside the vault? Yeah. You were there, were you there with all the Disney movies? Uh no, I wish this is uh this was back in my bank robbing days. I've told you about this. I used to yes. be a bank robber, and I've said you look dumb with that eye mask on. Yeah, that's why I stopped. I was very good at it. You were really good. I was really good. Self conscious about the outfit. Yeah, I I'm just so vain. Well, I would say that your best feature are your eyelids. That's what pops when I look yeah. at you. I have very beguiling eyes and eyelids. So when you cover those yeah. up, it's like you know, don't hide your light under a bushel. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, also you kept getting shot. It really, I mean, like it would ruin my day every single time I got shot. Mm. Um, I, I'd be like, you know what? I've had it with this. And I'm again, I'm so sorry. I was just doing my job. Yes. That's well, that's how we met. You were the security guard at the, at the bank. Yeah. 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 And And I was, I love that job. Yeah. And then I got arrested because I wasn't supposed to have a gun. (laughs) I brought my own gun from home and I shot you, but Hey, did you stop stealing? I did, but it was the vanity. My vanity got to me. Mm-hmm. Well, because I'd always shoot you twice. Shoot you once with a bullet. Shoot you a second time with a kind of critique of your style. Yeah. And then you'd blow a kiss. So Inmate 05, I wanted to say I love your writing style. It was so, it felt, it was reminded not... me of uh, like uh, Nabokov's uh, Lolita. Like, was I didn't a... pick up on it's that. It's not a No, story. you didn't pick up on that? No. It reminded me of like, I don't know, almost like a sci-fi thriller. It was just so few details, but you could read so much into it. It's not a story. This is what happened. That is why I'm here. And how did you get your start as a writer? And, yeah. and I'm not a writer. How did you, uh, how did you <laughs> well, get this published? Uh, it's not published. This is just I, my I'm story. To, I'm trying to get Dog Boy published, and I just mm. keep getting Nobody cares about there. Dog Boy. Nobody well, cares I mean, about you fiction. Ever, hey, you I haven't totally read it agree. yet. It's like the most recent one is, makes no sense. That's not true. They make sense. It's, it's What's just, the most recent one? What's his adventure? It's uh, Dog Boy and the Sex Monsters from Hell. <gasps> Maybe there's a possibility that one could be good. Yeah, you it's th- good. You would think that he'd be like top part dog, bottom part boy, or vice versa. He split right... In the middle. Yeah, right in the middle. Wow. It's so bad. <laughs> That's bad. It's not bad. No, it's it just has room for improvement. And that if you threw it off a bridge, it would improve. 
This is just for Anna. I mean, this is just for Inmate 05. <laughs> Listen, you're right. This is not our workshop time. I will save my notes for when we're in the workshop. Thank you. I'm not going. I'm not allowed to bring in my own books anymore. You're not allowed to bring uh, in your. Did you get? Did your publisher drop you or something? No, I don't have a publisher. The li- I'm not allowed to go into our library anymore. Self-published, yeah. That's a lot no, of I'm not. Sort of like how Louis C.K. is just putting putting stuff out on his on albums. Yeah, or I sold yeah. my ebook. Please help. Yeah, I'm trapped in the stairway. I so is that what you do? What's your? You have a website or something? I know. I'm not leader, allowed to uh, use the internet. I don't have resources. Where mm. I am, mm. I get to see people once a day. I go out for a fifteen-minute walk around the yard, and then they lead me back god, to I myself. I yeah, I know. Yard. Oh my god, I so feel so stuck in my apartment. It's, it's just like, like I gotta get out of the city. Yeah, it's what? the work yard. It's not a backyard. Yeah, I I agree. I think if I had a yard, I would, would definitely get a do lot some more work, work done. done. Yeah. No, yeah. planting, gardening, yeah. just even just, just sitting time and to reading think would be great. You know? Mm. Yeah. God, I so envy you. And my old house had an enormous yard. I lived in a beautiful mansion. Where was that? It was in Connecticut. Oh, oh wow. Connecticut. Connecticut. The noble the state. The great south. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to hear a little bit about this earlier time in your life. I find that so many writers, they reach this point of accomplishment, and we see them where they are. But then they're already established in, mm-hmm. in the scene and in that world. But where were they when they were struggling, yeah. when they were coming up with It's like ideas? how Joyce had to leave Ireland before he could write about it. Yeah. So yeah, I'd love to hear about your earlier. Or I had to leave that stairway before I could publish my ebook. Yeah. Help! Yeah, I'm trapped in the stairway. Or I had to get out of the bank vault before I could write about the bank vault. I use. I have always loved working with kids. Mm. That's I thought so I great. wanted to be a teacher, Noble. so I went and I started preparing myself for a life of education. Now, is that a hard process to get accredited? Yes. It's hard. I didn't know what age I wanted to focus on, and I, f- mm. I found my sweet spot was uh, middle schoolers. Ah, oh, so sweet. Young high schoolers, anyone under 18, kind I really loved working just with. Just at that age of kind of blossoming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once, Mentally. Once they were in college, they were too old. Well, so. they've already... They've, there's nothing left to teach them at that point. They've they learned everything they're going yeah, to learn. Exactly. Yeah. But you get that young yeah. age. They don't really know. They're malleable. They're malleable. Yeah. You have, you can kind you of have get control. your fingers You're in getting, their brain mm-hmm. and just sort of like twist it. And do it whatever you want. you want. Yeah. yeah. With your yeah. fingers, just get your fingers in there and just. You, I am a sculptor, really. Yeah. Yes, you can sculpt exactly. their lives with yeah. your fingers, with yeah. my hands, mm-hmm. with my voice. Yeah. With my. My hugs. Yep. Mm. It's important. I know it's a tough thing, but I think parents and teachers and kids should have physical relationships because you're in their life. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, that's really noble. I had a a funny hat with goofy ears that I would keep in the corner of the classroom Mm. to remind them that I was funny. That's really cool. Everyone thought I was very stern. Oh, really? Because you come off as very warm, almost bubbly. You know, would you, the, would you let the kids no, wear the hat? No, they just get to look. They could at look it. at they it. They could look at it just to remind that them I that was you funny. Were funny. <laughs> but they're not allowed to wear the hat. No, well, I mean, what a funny hat! They'll to get it own. dirty. Kids are dirty. Yeah, they have lice. They have stuff. lice. They're they're dirty. They can be cleaned though. I can clean them. Yeah, you get your 
fingers in there right Take, before the get brain, a Lysol like, wipe. Yeah. And just wipe their hands, dip them in, in warm water with lemon, give them a, a washcloth like we're at a restaurant. Wow, you are taking me back. I'm having a sensory overload right now. That sounds nice. God, I wish I could get a bath from a teacher. I tried to organize a field trip to my house. Oh, cool. And the school did not approve it. <laughs> what? What are they? Oh, probably you a know budgetary there's, there's, thing. And you there, lived in a mansion, right? You know yeah, what? I didn't have any furniture, though. This, I said there's plenty of room for the kids to play. Yeah. This is the problem. Like, teachers these days, there's so much red tape they got to go through. They don't have enough funding. And then you try to organize a field trip for the kids, and you just can't get anything no. done. And imagine how much a kid could learn from seeing a mansion. Um, seeing, an empty like, mansion. If you work hard, you could have a mansion. On yeah. a teacher's mm-hmm. salary, you could have a mansion one day. Now, I have a question. How did you get a mansion? Because... I inherited it. I oh. come from a wealthy family. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody I'd know? Any big names? Are you familiar with Lazy Boy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the chair company? It's not a chair company. It's a furniture manufacturer. Then yes, I am. Yeah. Well, I come from a long line of lazy moms and dads. Wow. And you were their little lazy boy. And I was the lazy boy. That is really incredible. Or a girl. Yeah, a little lazy Who knows? girl. The lazy one. The lazy one. You were the lazy one. Wow, so you got all that lazy boy money. But, yes. you, but you said you don't have but any furniture. But I don't furniture. have any furniture. <laughs> totally. Well, I'm you know what? You know, you you're too close I to it. I resent them. Yeah, exactly. I, I, hate, yeah. I hate their lifestyle. Well, my yeah. dad's a doctor and I don't take any medicine. Out of? Spite. Spite. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's a little bit of a, I'll show you, old man. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, sorry so much of my skin is falling off. That's okay. I have what's called late-term leprosy. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's a great way to lose weight. Um, Heavy skin, and it just comes off when you lose weight? In yeah. clumps. Clumps. Yeah, but you know what? Hey, Dad, why don't you go give somebody penicillin? Fuck you. Lazy man. He's the lazy man. So I, uh, I kind of wish that I had had a teacher who was so involved, so hands-on. Uh-huh, literally, yeah. Yeah, literally. When when they were done with exams, I knew they were so stressed, and I would I would let them all come lay down. I had a couch in the room, mm. and they could all lay down on the couch. These are middle schoolers. Middle schoolers. I did it in high school as well. Yeah. I my one request was let me have a big chair in the room or a couch for the kids, which you could just get from the Lazy Boy store. Which I could just ship it in. Make a couple phone calls, and yeah. there it was. And so the kids after exams. Were free to lay down. They could take turns, and I would just sit and watch. I'd just watch them rest, close their eyes, and I always wondered, what are they thinking? Are they thinking about me? Mm. Are they thinking about the exams? Are they thinking about me? Are they thinking about their next play date? Are they thinking about me? And it was there was one incident we had a spill that um, Uh made me stop doing that. At least someone spilled something. Someone spilled uh, Kool-Aid. I said, that is not cool. Well, you don't like sweets. I don't like sweets. Had it been, let's say, vinegar water, that would have been fine. Mm. But a sweet red drink on my leather corduroy, no, on my corduroy couch. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you handled it professionally. I grabbed them hard. By the... By the body. Okay. And then I said... How dare you? Mm-hmm. And I was about to strike him. Mm-hmm. And then I had to stop myself. Oh, good. And then I started crying. I said, I'm so sorry. I would never hurt you. I think it's important for kids to see adults cry. 
It is. They learn that it's okay. Although I was a very strict disciplinary in mm -hmm. my class, mm -hmm. I made sure the kids were well behaved. I taught them about not playing. Yeah. During recess, they were not allowed to play. They could sit and they could look at the jungle gym, but they were not allowed to get on it. Not well, allowed I mean, to they run. were probably overfilled with fun from sitting in your class and looking at that goofy hat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're they're not allowed to raise their voices. They're not allowed to laugh. They are not allowed to play around, have fun. Well, they have to learn that life is serious. Yeah, well, I mean, too often today, children are just coddled and every child is taught to believe that they're, you know, God's gift to the world. They're special and they're and it's like you gotta, they have rights. Yeah. So, you know, you got to you got to make sure these kids understand are put, are put their, in their place. place. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Now, how did you get along with the other teachers in the school? I didn't talk with them and they wanted nothing to do with me and I was okay with that. They didn't agree with my methods, and I didn't agree with theirs. little healthy competition never hurt anyone. Yeah, and you know what? It's like, it's work. You're not there to make friends. I'm, You're there to do a job. I'm, I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to see the kids. Hey, that's what I say. I go to the zoo, and the tour guide says, oh, hey, do you want to tour around? Do you want? And I'm like, hey, I didn't come here to make friends. Came here to look at the snakes. <laughs> I came here to look at the snakes. Okay, buddy? I know where they are. I don't need I'm you. I'm here every week. And you go to them. And I stare at the snakes. It's almost as if they're telling me to do things. And you listen. Yeah, I listen. I'm not going to go all the way to the New England Zoo to not listen to the snakes. The New England Zoo is my favorite zoo. It's so good. It's big. Mm -hmm. You can get cotton candy shaped like an elephant. I don't you like that. You wouldn't like that at all. I yeah. don't like that. I like it. I got they have lemons. Tooth. One sweet tooth. I got six sweet tooths. Ugh. Well, most ears fell out, which is why you're looking so uh, so skinny. Yeah, skinny and uh, a lot of gum. A lot of writers have pain, you know, and I think sometimes it's a myth. You know, we don't all have to be drunk Hemingways all the time or people who escaped a tough past. But I know that myself, I, I write from points of pain. Like, for example... Um, my ebook, Help Me, I'm Trapped in the Stairwell, kind of came out of, a, I don't really want to talk about it, but a pretty tough time in my life where I was, I was sort of felt trapped. You were just stuck between a rock and a hard place. Sort of. I really don't want to talk about a it. A stair in a stair place. Colin, I really don't want to talk about it. Between a stair, a, a staircase and a door. That's all I have to say on that. I was wondering if you maybe had any experiences in your life that kind of shaped you as a young child? Well, my parents were very strict with me. They made me take fencing classes until I was 17. They made me take classes at the school at the country club, which I hated. A lot of movies and creative things, which I don't care for. That sounds awful. But then you rebelled and you became a, a fiction writer. And no, it's not, I'm not a fiction writer. I, I'm, not a, I'm a teacher. I, oh, we definitely, you definitely learn stuff when you read books. There's definitely a lot to learn. I don't read a lot anymore. I used to. I used to be a big fan of time writing. Roald Dahl, mm. Shel Silverstein. Mm -hmm. I would try to imagine, you know, how, how can I make kids like me so much the way they made kids like them so much? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, to have a hit like that um, in the young adult world would be huge, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or the children's world. Yeah, or the children's world, yeah. true. I, um, but there wasn't any inciting incident. 
um, traumatic events. I'm, I'm not. You know, I, I I don't have a good memory. I suppress a lot of things, so I cool. really I have a lot of uh, blank spots when I think about my childhood. Just yeah. a lot of what happened. I don't know. Yeah, I that's, buried it. That's like me and Cabo. <laughs> uh, if you remember Cabo, you probably weren't there. <laughs> I've never been outside of the country. Cool. I, actually, yes, I have. I lied. Oh, really? Yeah, I have been to Argentina. Oh, that's fun. That's a cool. I hid there for two years. Hid like a, like hid from the police. Is that okay? I wasn't sure if like hid was just like another term for living somewhere. No, I was in hiding. Like I, I hid. Uh, I hid in a... the evidence, okay. and I went to Argentina. Okay. All right. So this might be going out on a little bit of a limb, and excuse me if this is a tangent. Um, but where'd you put the body of the girl you killed i didn't kill anybody i didn't kill anybody because honestly we do not want to get involved we do not care your own we're, we're just interested as she fellow is not creators she content is, creators she's not dead uh-huh. she is alive and well that's awesome that night things got out of hand i was heated i it was in the moment when i did what i did hey that sounds like me and cabo <laughs> no judgment and she was in the hospital for a little while, but she's okay. She's alive. She's alive. Cool. <laughs> That's freaking radical. Yeah. I would love to, to see her and apologize. Yeah. But Do you think she'd forgive you? I hope so. And just real quick, how old are you? I'm 42. Okay. Hey, 42 is the new 22. 22. All right. And you know, I was just going to... Oh, oh, sh- oh I'll get it. You drop, I dropped my... Pe- oh, would you mind getting it from me? <laughs> this, I, I, you're I not going to be able to with those cuffs on. You'll have to take them off just for a second. Well, it I, does I, make... Yeah, it does make more sense because you're closer to the pen. And yeah, I don't want to go right. off yeah, mic. So, that's bad. Yeah, so I'm just going to... I'm just going to get those cuffs Great. off you right there. Oh, nice. Oh, uh, let me get the leg ones too. Uh-huh. Okay, so if you could just get Michael's pen for him. Oh, what's that over there? What's what? What's, what's what, what over where? Oh, that? That's just a painting that my wife made for me. It's um me... Um, and You're the man you made, uh, the man I made, and yeah. uh, Dilbert, and we're just sort of like it's playing tennis. It's sort of like a. It's not. A she's fa- not. Yeah. It's not, it's not good. Like a f- no, it's not, like not good. good painting, but I mean, like you know, put it's a lot a, of effort into oh, it. What, where did uh, where did Inmate O Five go? Inmate O Five. I still wanted to ask you about how to get published at your publishing company. Inmate O Five Six Two Nine Seven Something. I don't. She probably doesn't know you're talking to her. Are you? Get yeah, the, I get don't. The thing right. Get the get her inmate number right. Uh, inmate oh five six two nine seven. I don't. Actually she's not gonna. She's not gonna know we're calling out for her. I think he left. It's a he. Well, either way, that's rude of us. No wonder she left. He left. God, I wanted to say goodbye. Yeah, I wanted to say goodbye too. This is bad. This is real bad. Our listeners are gonna think we're so rude. Not saying goodbye to guests. Maybe we can pretend like inmate O five still here. I'll be okay. Here. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. Right. Oh, there you are. Uh, goodbye. Oh, goodbye. It was very nice to be here. Wow. Well, you know, uh, what a way to end an interview, huh? Just uh, just disappear. It was an old Irish exit. Yeah. 
and uh, a shame because kind of as things were wrapping up there, uh, I don't know. I guess I just sort of started thinking about everything in a different context. Yeah, a lot of the things she said earlier, sort of where I thought she was maybe uh, you know playing with words, using metaphors. I all the stuff about her not being a writer, her never being published, her not liking to read. Oh wait, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of the things uh, started. Uh, I started seeing it in a new light. All the things about them not writing, not liking to read, never being published, which I thought were metaphors. And mm, you me know, yeah. Uh, I sort but, of started to think that maybe they meant exactly what they were saying. Yeah, it's very literal. Because I was very impressed by the dedication of wearing those shackles and handcuffs. And yeah. A, one of those one-piece jumpsuits really committing, across the committing to the character. I was like, it's like a regular Sasha Baron Cohen over here. Yeah, but then when they escaped and ran, and then I saw that my doorman had been chopped up, I don't know, something like sort of clicked, and maybe this was less of a amazing work of imaginative fiction and more of a very real account of some serious crimes. You know, like, maybe this is something we should think about and reflect on yeah. and say, what was our role in this? Was our, did we encourage this? Could, was there anything we could have done? Is there anything we could yeah. still do? Maybe right the now is the time to act and try yeah, and, like... Should. Oh, my God! Oh, a bee! There's a bee! Oh, my oh God! God. There's a bee. Oh, there's a bee! Oh, he's coming oh, right towards me! Oh, Michael, shoot, there's a big shoot. bumblebee! I'm forgetting about everything I was just oh, saying! Oh, Michael, Michael, uh, big uh, bumblebee! Uh, what do we do? What do we do? Smack him! Smack him! Oh, God! Oh, we didn't get him! Guys, we gotta go. We gotta take care of this. Oh, shoot. Just, just... Read something. Read yeah, something. don't forget to read. Okay, oh my god. Oh my god, he's on my arm! Ow! Ow, Colin, you're just hitting my face! <laughs> oh, wait. He's whispering in my ear. No, he stung me! He stung me! Ow! Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more podcasts, please visit foreverdogproductions.com.